Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. My name is Chris, and uh, if we haven't had the chance to meet, uh, we are just overjoyed that you are worshiping here with us this morning. Uh, There are two things that I I love about Christmas, and one is Christmas movies. The other is that it's such a season of generosity. Uh, And this Christmas season, there are two opportunities to to be generous. The first, uh, we heard about a little bit last week, uh, Andrea Ellison shared with us, um, she's a powerful little girl, if you were here with, here with us last week, shared about how she had collected over 700 books this summer for uh, Booker T. Washington Elementary, the school that we've been partnering with for over two years now. Um, and so she wasn't satisfied with just collecting 700 books for Booker T. Washington. She wants to share that love and that generosity with another school. And so uh, she's collecting now, uh, this time, 700 books for just elementary school. It's another school in a similar situation to Booker T. Washington, where it's underserved and under-resourced. And so we are, our children's ministry is partnering with her uh, to collect 700 books this Christmas for just elementary. And so um, I'm always looking for things to do with our kids, ways to serve and give and help them experience that uh, part of life. And so I invite you uh, this Christmas to consider giving any new or gently used books um, to, to Books in Hand, to Andrew's Cause, and they'll eventually get to just elementary. And so uh, that's the first thing. And the second thing is um, our Christmas offering, uh, our, what we collect at Christmas Eve on December 24th here at this service um, it's a crazy thing that we do. It makes no sense. Uh, we give it all away. And so um, this year we're, we're going to give it um, again to Booker T. Washington Elementary. Um, you can go ahead and start giving to that fund online and you can give on Christmas Eve here that night. Um, and we asked the principal, what, what do you need this year? You know, two years ago they had this influx of students from Hurricane Maria and she was like, we need school uniforms for our students. They're arriving the first day of school and they have nothing to wear. Um, and so we asked her this year and she's like, my teachers, they're, they're, they're paying for our students to go on field trips. They're paying to go to the zoos, to go to the aquarium. They're going to other museums. And she's like, my teachers are paying for these students to go. And so every $15 that you give will, will allow a student to go on a field trip. And this may sound silly at the first when I asked her, and I was like, oh, field trip, that's kind of weird. Um, and I was like, and the more I began to think about how my own life, those things that you learn inside the walls of a classroom just open up in whole new ways when you get to see uh, it's no longer just looking and talking about fish in a a textbook when you see that shark at the aquarium your world is opened up to a whole new experience and so this is a way that we shine light ignite change that these teachers don't have this burden and continue to be weary that those lifted off them and these students then have a future that they couldn't have without you and so I'm again expecting God to do some amazing ways I know that you will crush both of these two goals of being able to supply books and field trips to students in our community. And I'm excited about what God is going to do within us because of that. And so we're going to continue to be a blessing for those that aren't a part of Horizon right now. And then the other thing I told you that I I love about the Christmas season is Christmas movies. Uh, I'm I'm particular to Home Alone and to A Christmas Story. I love a good marathon of movies. but God, this Christmas season is going to be more, going to do more with us than just peppermint mochas and reindeers and twinkle lights. 
God's going to change us this Christmas season. And Eric and I truly believe that, that God's going to do something in us and through this church that we can't even imagine right now. Our Christmas series is The Weary World Rejoices. And we're looking through the eyes of a different character in the Christmas story each week. Last week we looked at Mary. Today we're looking at Joseph. And for them it was a weary world. Things were not always the most wonderful time of year for them. They were stressed out. They were heartbroken. Things were messy. They were also confused about what all was happening in their lives. And that's exactly where we meet our character today, Joseph. And I happen to really like Joseph. Joseph, for me, is, is a normal guy. He's not only just a normal guy, he's real, but he's also a pretty darn good guy. And when you read in the, the Gospel of Matthew, you, you find out that he's a distant relative to this guy named King David. You may have heard of him before. And Joseph is from this small town called Nazareth. And I think the most, my favorite fact about Joseph is that he was a carpenter. And I, I kind of fancy myself as an amateur carpenter, and more emphasis on amateur than carpenter. And that leads me to one of my favorite places to visit, uh, Home Depot. Um, and one of Eric and I's first experiences going to Home Depot together as a married couple was that we were living in Tennessee, and there was these, this thing at the bottom of our house I'd never heard of, I grew up in Florida my whole life, called a basement. Uh, look it up, you can Google it, it's a real thing. And this basement, I convinced her this first year of marriage that, that I deserved a man cave in my basement. And so we'd gone to Home Depot, and I'd gotten all the two-by-fours and all of the, the plywood, and I was going to have this amazing man cave down in our basement. And so we're, we're wheeling out the lumber cart to our Jeep, and I start putting in the two-by-fours and whatever else I'd bought, and then it finally came to this sheet of plywood. And again, this is my first time going to Home Depot as an amateur carpenter. So I, I take my sheet of plywood, try to put it in the back of the Jeep. Oh, doesn't quite fit that way. All right, let me readjust. Oh, doesn't quite fit that way. Or maybe, all right, all right, this way will work for sure. Oh, it doesn't quite fit. So now I'm like sitting there. Erica is getting really anxious and nervous and stressed out. Like, what are we going to do? Like, let's just take it back. Let's just put it back in the cart. Let's go put it, return it right now. Like, this is a bad idea, Chris. And I'm like, oh, no, we'll, get, we'll figure this out. All right, let's just, let's just put it on the roof. We've got a Jeep. We've got a roof rack. Let's just put it on the roof. So we get it up on the roof. Uh, Erica helps me get it up there begrudgingly. She gets in the car, slams the door. I get in the car, too. And she's like, wait, are you not going to tie it down? And I was like, I don't have anything to tie it down with. I just got it on the roof, right? Like, that's all you need. All right. And so I hit the window button. Windows go down. This will work, right? We made it home with that sheet of plywood. But needless to say, nothing went as we planned. There was much stress, much confusion that day. Have you ever had those, what I call those Clark Griswold moments in your life where you find the perfect Christmas tree, but then you forgot the saw to cut it down? Or you have 250 strands of imported Italian twinkle lights, and yet they don't work? Or when you have 
that money set aside to put the family pool in. And you're going to use your Christmas bonus. And what'd you get instead? Well, yeah, the jelly. Jelly of the Month Club instead. At each of those, we were confused and bewildered, and our expectations are, are let down. And that's exactly where we meet Joseph today. If you've got your Bibles with you, I invite you to open up to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph, before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man because he didn't want to humiliate her. He decided to call off their engagement quietly. So you see here, when you hear engagement, um, I think our minds often go to the last episode of The Bachelor here, and you're on a beach with rose petals and some champagne. Um, but that was not quite exactly what engagement was here in this context. Uh, Mary and Joseph would have literally gone in front of some witnesses, and they would have signed, a, a, Joseph would have signed a contract. And this time, Mary, at this point, being engaged, would have been property to Joseph. He would have owned her at this point. And you hear in this story, Joseph begins to be confused about what's going on. Wait, we're engaged, but yet she's pregnant with this Holy Spirit thing. I'm not sure how this means. But what I do means is, I do know is that she's pregnant and it's not mine. And he begins to feel betrayed, right? Some of us might know what that feels like to be betrayed, to be hurt. We may have seen relationships of those around us, whether it was our parents or our brothers and sisters, where there's been betrayal, there's been pain, and they're ugly and messy situations. Yet Joseph here in verse 19, Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, it says. A man with integrity, a man that wanted to do the right thing Thing. He wanted to honor Mary. He wanted to protect Mary. Because just like that he had signed this contract at this point, what Mary's situation found her in, she actually could have been put to death for being pregnant. And that's not what Joseph wanted for her. Joseph wanted to protect her, to guard her, to have her avoid further humiliation, further shame. You know, how often in our world today, when we're wronged, do we immediately want to make it public? I just have to think about my own life. In the last week, uh, I may have been online right when a sale for a certain Apple product was launched last week on Black Friday. I clicked as quickly as I could through the checkout, and I got an email confirmation, and I got Erica's Christmas present, I thought. I got an email confirmation. The next morning, I wake up to this 
email that says, wait, we're, it's out of stock, actually, and we can't give this product to you. And I'm like, what? And so what do I immediately do? As any person should do these days, right? I went to Twitter and started tweeting at this company that this was terrible, the worst Black Friday ever, public disgrace, you're the worst retailer ever. Wait, how can you sell me something for this great price and then tell me 10 hours later you don't have it anymore now? What? We do this, right? You just can go on the next door and you can probably find someone griping about someone in their neighborhood. They've now taken a picture of, of someone riding a bike down a highway and they think it's ridiculous. Someone cutting through their neighborhood and they, they publicly shamed them, right? It's a public disgrace. I'm just going to whip out my phone right now. And I'm going to shame you for you doing something that wronged me. Everyone should know about it, right? This is how the world works now, right? And Joseph, Joseph teaches us, hey, I don't want to cause further humiliation. This is a weird situation. You're pregnant. It's not mine. Yeah, Mary didn't do anything wrong. We know that. But Joseph didn't quite understand what was going on. And so he looks for a way out of this situation. And what we see here is we, when there's screw-ups around us, when there's mess-ups that affect us, when we're wronged, it oftentimes reveals more about our own character than the character of the person that wronged us. And in essence, I think it reveals our own relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. When we're wronged, what kind of character are we revealing? Are we going to deal with the truth of the situation that does name some of the messiness, the ways that we've been hurt? Or are we about publicly destroying someone? Being wrong reveals our character. And Joseph was a righteous man. He was a man of integrity, of character, and when we keep reading in this story here, Joseph wants to maybe wake up from this bad dream. So he goes and takes a nap. And he says, as he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you, call, you will call him Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Jesus, or Joseph is still hurting at this point, And he wants to do the right thing. And life here for him is messy. It doesn't make any sense. And there was plenty to fear. Fear about what would happen to Mary. Fear about his, fear his own reputation. And this Christmas there are plenty of things that we probably fear. Maybe we are, are fearing Christmas because it's the first time we're going to celebrate alone. Or maybe we're fearing Christmas because we think it might be the last time we celebrate with a loved one. Maybe we have fear because we don't feel like we're enough. We're not going to be able to go to enough places, go to enough parties, give enough gifts. Maybe we feel like we're excluded this Christmas. We're on the outside. We fear because something is missing in our lives. Or maybe we just simply fear right now today because we are already walking through chaos. Walking through a storm of life. 
And if we've got none of those things, don't we even invent things to fear, right? There's so much stress that can consume us. Yet the angel tells Joseph, do not fear. Do not fear. At the end of this gospel, before Jesus dies, he tells his disciples, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. Jesus is the prince of peace. To experience peace this Christmas, how do we get it? How do we get it? How spend time with Jesus? How be near to Jesus? How open up our Bibles and explore the heart of Jesus? Talk with Jesus. How stay close to the one who's not just a peaceful person, but the source of all peace, the Prince of Peace. And this is how the story for Joseph ends for us today. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel from God commanded and took Mary as his wife. You see, Joseph covered Mary. Joseph protected Mary. Joseph wanted to honor and guard Mary. Mary could have died from this situation, but he wants to protect her. He wants to guard her. He wants the truth, and he's not willing to publicly destroy her. Don't we need some of those people in our lives, right? Those situations that maybe only you and God know, those things that you've messed up, those things that you've wronged someone else. Don't we wish we had a Joseph around us? Because I know in my own life, if I had had a Joseph, I would have experienced peace in those situations instead of fear fear of being publicly destroyed, publicly outed. And for some of us, maybe we need to start being a Joseph this Christmas season for someone else. Because once we're filled with the peace of Jesus, the peace that Jesus offers is never meant for something for us to hold on to, right? Jesus said, my peace I give you. It's supposed to be shared It starts on the inside. It starts with us, but it's never supposed to just be about us, right? Jesus' peace is meant to be brought to others. It's supposed to be just overflowing from us in the ways that we talk to people, our relationships, the ways that we interact with people should completely change because it's that peace that's overflowing from us. Our words, our actions, our attitudes, our decisions, God's peace should just be overflowing, spilling out in all of those situations. And not just when our lives are perfect and it's the most wonderful time of the year, but when our lives are also imperfect and we're struggling and we're having hard days. And not just with the people that we love, but maybe the people that annoy us and even the people that we almost hate, right? That love should be shared with them as well. The peace of Jesus is not just for our good days, but it's also for our bad days. Those days when we are most stressed, right? This Christmas season, we enter a world that is weary, that is hurting, that is messy, that is tired. Yet you have the opportunity to be a Joseph to this world. 
to be someone that shares that peace. And this Christmas season, just as you were brought into this room, God might be putting on your heart someone to invite, someone to experience the same peace. And so I, it's Eric and I's pray, prayer this season that you would be people that are shining that light, igniting that change in the world that is so weary. So let us pray. God of grace and peace, we come to you this morning with so many things that are messy and hurtful in our hearts. God, calm us today. Grant us your peace. Because it's there when we find your peace that we know your heart and that heart grows in us. God, give us people around us, people that will be a Joseph, be a comfort, be a protector, to be that community that calls out when we've wronged and does it with grace and love. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of shining light and igniting change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com giving. Thank you again for joining us.